Welcome to a special episode of JT Cast. I am your host, Luke Donovan. We are here in the Connect Hall at the 70th Annual NATA Clinical Symposium and AT Expo with this year's recipient of the New Investigator Award through NATA Research and Education Foundation, Dr. David Howell. Thanks, Luke. It's a pleasure to be here and, and certainly a pleasure to be talking to you um, about uh, all the exciting things uh, that are going on, uh, both with um, our research as well as uh, uh, all the athletic training research that's being represented here. Um, so I work at Children's Hospital Colorado uh, where in the Sports Medicine Center and the University of Colorado Medical School in the Department of Orthopedics, where I am the lead researcher for all things sports medicine. My primary interests are related to concussion in youth athletes, ways to assess, treat, diagnose, prognose, and monitor recovery, uh, and trying to understand uh, essentially better ways that we can uh, help athletes that sustain concussions. How did you get where you are today? My background is as an athletic trainer. Uh, I did my undergraduate in athletic training at Whitworth University, um, and I did a post-professional master's degree in athletic training at the University of Oregon. Uh, certainly, that clinical background informs my current research interests, where everything that I uh, uh, strive to do research-wise um, hopefully eventually has some sort of connection to uh, an athletic trainer, maybe somebody, uh, a high school athletic trainer that doesn't have a lot of resources, um, all the way to, you know, more sophisticated types of uh, assessments, uh, particularly related to concussion. Um, during my time at the University of Oregon in the master's program, um, I got in, uh, involved with the motion analysis laboratory and really found that uh, combining biomechanics uh, research with kind of the athletic training perspective helped me understand uh, the bridges that needed to be spanned to better inform clinical practice. And so um, I was uh, fortunate to stick around the University of Oregon in the motion analysis lab for an additional uh, several years doing my PhD. And then I went to uh, Boston Children's Hospital and did a postdoctorate fellowship with uh, uh, Bill Meehan at Boston Children's Hospital, um, particularly focused on um, implementing laboratory type paradigms into clinical practice and again trying to uh, improve the ways that we uh, evaluate and, and treat athletes with concussion. Can you give us a brief background of some of the research that you're going to summarize in today's uh, lecture that you're going to be giving when you accept your award? Certainly. Um, I, I have uh, uh, several many many different areas of interest um, within the, the, the realm of concussion, and kind of what I'm going to be talking about today is what I've alluded to so far, which is uh, bridging that gap from um, high sophisticated, highly accurate concepts that really can inform some of the more basic mechanisms that are responsible for um, post-concussion deficits and, and allowing us to really rigorously evaluate if somebody's uh, recovered from a concussion and trying to span that down to something that is uh, attainable and usable um, in most athletic training settings, right? So a motion analysis laboratory, for example, is a fantastic resource from a research perspective, but there's a very high cost and time demand associated with that. So how do we take the things that we've learned about um, gait instability that exists after concussion and pa pare that down into something that uh, athletic trainers can use? Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the main theme of my talk. I'm also going to talk about a lot of the other um, uh, collaborations and research that we have ongoing that spans from understanding risks following concussion, for example, 
after you sustain a concussion, you're more likely to go back. If you go back to play, you're more likely to get a musculoskeletal injury, understanding some of those mechanisms and what we can do to uh, curb that risk and, and improve our return to play practices. Uh, we're also working on a number of exercise related studies um, following concussions. So what is the acute response to exercise at, in the presence of a concussion, both from a physiological and a psychosocial perspective? And then the other thing that we're uh, investigating is uh, sex differences following concussions. So both structurally and functionally, uh, we know that, that men and women may have different responses to injury. Understanding why that happens and what we can do about it so that we can better inform individualized treatment pathways. To build upon a little bit about what you just described that you're going to discuss this afternoon, what are two to three things that athletic trainers in the clinical practice can do now to better improve sport-related concussion management, diagnosis, treatment? I think the, the number one biggest thing that we've seen in our practice recently is the introduction of feasible and objective testing instruments following concussion, rather than kind of the, the traditional uh, symptom-based approach. There's simple things that we can do to augment those evaluations. And I, I certainly think symptom evaluations are important. Uh, at the end of the day, we wanna make sure that our patients are feeling better but it's not telling us the whole story. Athletes in particular are known to uh, underreport their symptoms. Uh, and you know, even if they're telling you the truth, they may, they, they may be telling you the truth, but the, um, the, the lack of symptoms may not actually represent that their brain is fully recovered following a concussion. And so a couple of things that we've implemented into our clinics are simple dual task approaches to concussion. Um, uh, being one of them. And the other is kind of more sophisticated or, or objective eye testing. So on the dual task concept, uh, we know that we can evaluate a lot of different functions in isolation. That's typically what we do. You know, you can take a computerized neurocognitive test. You can ask them about their symptoms. You can assess static balance control. But when we go back to sports, uh, you know, we, we are never doing one thing in isolation. We're never just doing a motor task. We're never just doing a cognitive task. We're constantly uh, implementing both of those different things and, and, and reacting to stimuli and needing thought to drive our, our motor system. And so if there's small deficits in that, we, we may not be able to detect that clinically if we're not testing motor and cognitive function, for example, simultaneously. And so what we've done is something like a tandem gait test, which is a part of the SCAT-3 and the SCAT-5, where an individual walks in a tandem uh, kind of configuration, heel-toe, forward three meters, turns around, comes back. Relatively simple test. The outcome is objective in that it, it is a time from uh, start to finish. How long does it take you to do that? The introduction of a secondary task, a cognitive task to that, tends to increase the complexity of that task to a degree where... Um, you know, we're, we're seeing kind of large changes that we wouldn't have otherwise noticed. And that's helping us inform athletes and their parents in the, in the youth setting that, you know, either you're, you're trying too hard, you're not trying hard enough, or uh, you, you look, you can't do two things at once. How do I expect you to go back and play soccer where you're, you're having to do multiple complex motor uh, uh, tasks in, and also be thinking at the same time? And, and we're trying to understand right now how that then relates to future injury risk. So how have you been getting that information out? So you described a laboratory-based biomechanical analysis has given invaluable information, but again, might not be clinical or fe feasible. But then you just describe a simple heel-toe walking task. 
what have you been doing to get the word out to other athletic trainers, clinicians, parents, coaches? I'm very fortunate to work with a, a group of physicians and athletic trainers that are very receptive to kind of more uh, out-of-the-box type approaches and, and uh, through discussions at the individual level of saying, look, here's a simple thing that we might be able to do that's going to help us uh, better understand the full entity of concussion recovery in, in a small way, right? We're not going to be able to uh, evaluate every single brain function, but what is that balance of um, cost, time, and clinical utility? It's what's actually augmenting your clinical decision-making at the end of the day, right? And so uh, uh, through those individual conversations with the people that I work with directly, uh, we've been able to, to have some widespread, widespread implementation of these things. At the same time, coming to conferences like this, talking with athletic trainers, um, uh, you know, talking with other researchers in the field, trying to understand how we take the information that clinicians are providing to us about the things that are missing and, and what they wish that they had, and implementing that into research studies, testing whether or not the things that they think can help us make decisions uh, to determine whether or not, again, somebody should return to play following a concussion, for example, and reporting those results either in peer-reviewed publications uh, or in um, uh, conference venues like this where we're able to disseminate some of our findings. Well, Dr. Howell, that was my last question. Once again, I want to congratulate you on being named this year's recipient of the new Investigator Award through the NATA REF. Do you have any closing remarks for the listeners? Not at this time. I'm, I'm excited to uh, be here and, and help to represent the uh, research uh, ongoing in the athletic training field. And it's certainly an exciting time to be here. There's a lot of very talented researchers uh, and I'm, I'm honored to be uh, among them and, and to connect with them at this conference and, and to be able to share ideas. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your time. And once again, this was JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training.